He says he's a seed that was planted in the ground and then covered with dirt. You can't see what's going on, but there's a gestation process uh, that went on in our salvation, that Jesus is the investment and he's going to make us as the dividends. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as today we continue our message, Money Never Sleeps. And Pastor, for the past number of programs, we've been looking at the topic of money. We've been talking about biblical principles, some real practical things about how we can begin to apply these principles to our lives. And one of the uh, things that I love with your Bible teaching is, okay, we're going to take these principles, we're going to find wherever we are in the Bible, and we're going to beat a path to Jesus. So how do we take these principles about money, investing, and, and that, and beat a path to Jesus? No brainer, man. I'm telling you, it's just, and, and you know, let me say this uh, before I answer your question. Uh, Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, hmm, yeah. but they are they which testify of me. There's a scarlet thread that runs through Genesis to Revelation. Everything in scripture is about Jesus. Luke chapter 24, 44, where he meets them on the Emmaus roads and he says, he began to tell them all that was in the law and the writings and the prophets about him. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he said it. He said, uh, Peter came to him and said, uh, thou art the Christ. He said, wow, flesh and blood did not reveal it. And he said, I'm getting ready to go to Calvary. And Peter said, not so, Lord. That's oxymoronic, if anything is. Right. <laughs> if you say not so, you can't say Lord. If you say Lord, you can't say not so. And then Jesus hit him with a biggie. He said, except the seed die, it abides alone. So Jesus made the analogy of himself as a seed. So what do you do? You put the life of the seed is in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, once its uh, gestation period is done, it brings forth fruit. And so what does the Bible say? First Corinthians 15, 20, Christ, the first fruits, and then we who are his children, yeah. uh, we now uh, become the first fruits after Christ. So, yeah, the Bible talks about it all the time that Jesus Christ uh, has given us life. Hebrews chapter 2, uh, 11 through 15 says he became flesh, that he could die, that he could bring many sons to glory. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I are a product of uh, the investment of Jesus Christ, we're dividends. Well, as you, yeah, exactly. As you point out, dividends. And, and you think of all the people who may hear this Bible teaching and uh, through this program, through other programs on Moody Radio and Christian Radio, and you think of all the dividends that continue to come as uh, you know, people look to what Christ has accomplished and then continue to invest in spreading that message. That's right, because yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we become his fruit. Yeah. And I've never seen fruit eating fruit. I don't know fruit that exists for its own consumption. No, we're, we're here to glorify him. That's what it's about. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. Amen. Well, we're in Luke 16 today, so grab a Bible. Join us there as we continue the message, Money Never Sleeps. Here is Pastor Ford. Here it is, number four, number four. They make rational decisions about money, not emotional decisions. Notice what he does. He goes through and he begins, once he finds out, hey, you, you're about to get fired. He says, 
okay, let me look at this rationally. Let's not get emotional about all of this. He says, what can I do? I cannot dig. I'm too old to do that. To beg, I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do. The word resolve means he has thought through and made some rational decisions about what he should do. Anybody see the great debaters with Denzel Washington? Anybody see that? Yeah, the great debaters. Remember uh, Denzel Whitaker uh, played James Freeman Jr. And then Forrest Whitaker played James Farmer Sr. There's a scene that really gripped me. Here's the scene. He says, uh, what's our motto, son? So James Farmer Sr. says it to James Farmer Jr. What's our motto, son? Here's what he said. We do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do. That's a powerful, powerful statement. Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everybody who is hasty comes only to poverty. I wonder how many of us know that money is neutral. You know, somebody said, uh, money is the root of all evil. No, it isn't. The love of money is the root of all evil. And he talks about it here, and he says then, uh, and I say to you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, so that when you fail, uh, that you may, they receive you in everlasting habitation. He that is faithful in that which is little, it will be faithful in that which is much. Jesus said, hey, if I can't trust you with $10, I can't trust you with 1000 and it's neutral. <laughs> yeah, the love of money. And you know what? All this time I've been preaching, you know what I noticed? He said the love of money is the root of all evil. And I thought to myself, I thought that was the devil. He didn't say the devil was the root of all evil, even though he came to steal, kill, and destroy. He said there's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world, and either you put your finances under kingdom. See, he's a king, and he has a kingdom, and he has a constitution. Here it is right here, the Bible. He has citizens, that's you and I, and he has currency, and he's given us the responsibility of being stewards. See, money is soiled or sanctified by the way it's used. One person put it this way, if money is hoarded, the person is a miser. If thrown around a spendthrift, if carelessly used a wastrel, if grudgingly parted with a tightwad, if wisely used a good steward. Here's what F.W. Borum said. Dug from the mountainside, washed in the glen, servant am I or master of men. Steal me, I curse you. Earn me, I bless you. Grasp me and hoard me. A fiend will possess you. Lie for me, die for me. Covet me, take me. Angel or devil, I am what you make me. And so what happened? They did it all over again. In other words, we are kingdom citizens. We are under what God has established in his word. And when we use it the way God says use it, okay, uh, look at Elijah in 1 Kings 17. Don't turn there. Here's what we have him doing. He's in need. Why? Because there's a famine in the land. But there's a famine in the land. He's the only one to have water. He's the only one to have food. Why? Because he listened to what God told him. He did it the way God told him. God said, go to the brook and uh, I'll have the raven feed you there. Raven's a dirty bird. 
And so God says unusual uh, uh, provision in an unusual place. So then the, the brook dries up. The raven stops coming. Why? Because I don't want you to focus on agency. I want you to focus on source. They're the agents. I'm the source. So go down into Ethbel. And I told a widow to feed you there. Well, Ethbel is the capital of Baal worship. And, and Ethbel is uh, Jezebel's daddy. Go down in the midst of all the pagans. I can even take care of you in the midst of a pagan culture. And so what did he do? Very quickly, there was no hesitation. There was no negotiation and no deviation. He did it the way God said do it, and God provided every time. Let me say it again. No hesitation, no negotiation, no deviation. Let me tell you a story. I uh, was with a brother, and, I, and he said, you ever eat at Maggiano's? And I said, well, no, no, I've never been down there. Where, where is it? He said, we'll go to one downtown. So I'm going to take you down there. So we're on our way down to Margiano's. We're talking. And I said, you know, he's building our sanctuary. And I said, hey, any church ever stiff you? And he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, big time. I had a church seven years ago stiff me out of 15 grand. I said, what did you do? Did you sue him? And he said, well, no, I, I didn't sue him because 1 Corinthians 6 says you don't sue. I said, yeah, but that don't stop us from, from suing just because God said don't sue. And uh, he said, well, I follow God's word. And so I said, so what did you tell the guy? He said, I haven't said anything to him. He was supposed to pay me. He didn't pay me. And so I didn't say anything. And so what I did was, uh, even when I see him, I just say, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, and he say, fine. You know, and he look at me. Like, I ain't say nothing to him about it. I said, really? Wow. I said, why? He said, because it's not mine. It's God's. I said, you better than I am, man. I'm just going to tell you. You better than I am. You way better than I am. Fifteen grand, please. You can't owe me five dollars. <laughs> and I see you, and you gonna act like you don't owe me five dollars? Where are my five dollars? <laughs> so check this out. He said this to me. And if they asked me to come do something else, I'd do it. What? Oh, okay, now I know. You know, I, now, now I know your, your salvation is different from mine. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead. You can say it. Mine too. And, and so, so we, we get ready to go. We're, we're, we're walking into, we parked the car, walked in, uh, walk into Margiano's. A lady with a basket, a bag lady, uh, comes up to us and says, sirs, look, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. The reason I'm in this predicament is because my husband got hooked on drugs. We lost everything. I'm out in the streets now because of what my husband did. I want to go to the Y and be able to stay there for a couple of nights. You guys think you could help me? He said, I didn't know why, but God had me draw it out, and now I know you're the one he wanted me to give it to. So he pulls out his pocket elder green, five crisp new $100 bills, and he counts them off in her hand, one, Two, she's got the deer in the headlight looks looking at the money. I got the deer in the headlight look, looking at him. <laughs> he puts it in her hand and says, this morning God told me to draw this out. I said, why? He said, I want you to give it to somebody. I said, who? And God said, you will know whenever you meet them. And he gave, she said, she started crying. She said, oh, thank you. I could be at the wire for a whole year with this much money. She walked away. We getting ready to walk in. I said, look, I don't do drugs. <laughs> a week later, he calls me on the phone. 
He says, Pastor Ford, guess what happened? I said, what? He said, I'm holding a check for $22,000 from the church I told you about when we rode to Margiano's. I said, really? What happened? He said, he came to my paint store and he said, man, we cheated you seven years ago. I knew I owe you money. The Holy Spirit was convicting me. And I thought maybe the conviction would ease when he looks at me and say, you owe me. You know you owe me. But you never said anything. And so it made the conviction even worse. And so I'm sitting there and God said, y'all owe that man. Paying. And so God told me, check this out. When we were going to Magianos, the pastor said it was that day that God told him, pay that man. I said, well, you told me $15,000. Now you're telling me the check was $22,000. He said, and God told the man, I want you to add $1,000 for every year you didn't give him his money. Here's what he told me. See, Pastor Ford, that's why I obey God unreservedly, without any hesitation. Whatever he tells me to do with my money, I do it. He can trust me with it. And so if I would not have gotten that money and gave it to that woman, I never would have this check. Did you learn anything? I'll say, yes, I have. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor Nather James Ford Jr. And we have to pause the message right here, but we'll get back to Money Never Sleeps, a good lesson from a bad example in just one moment. You know, if you want to find out more about Treasure Truth and about Pastor Ford, I hope you'll come to our website. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. Look for the Stay Connected bar. It's right there on the homepage. And you're going to find links there to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed and a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app as well as a link to the church's website. Again, you're going to find that by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for that bar that says, Stay Connected. Well, if you're just joining us, we're in Luke chapter 16. As we get back to the message, here's Pastor Ford. Hey, let me drop these. I'm not going to push them, but get this, get this. And so what do they do? Let me give you number five. They understand other people may play a role in their maximizing their money. And so what's happening here? It is, look what he says. He goes to other people. It's other people's money. Sounds like a good title for a movie. It's other people's money. And yet he is using what is at his disposal and he understands the role that other people play. Look at me. I just, I just tell you. Look, look at what happened. We got Brother Charles Johnson here. And when he told me what he does, I couldn't believe it. I said, wow, you know, that's what you do? And, and so now, guess what? I already got to hook up Holly if you hear me. Once I start doing this, you think I'm going to leave him out? He's a building inspector. And so you know what I'm going to ask him to do? And he already told me way before anything I can do. You know, and so I'm going to say, let's look at this house. We're getting the four dollar, but is it worth it? No, it ain't worth it. Okay, you can't fix it up for 40000 I don't want that one. Which one can we fix up for 40000 Okay, you can fix this one up for about forty, forty-two. All right, we'll roll with that one. Then there's somebody in our congregation who works construction. Then we already have electricians. We already have carpenters. We have a bricklayer. We, we have a cement mason. Boy, I hope y'all feeling me on this. I just ain't preaching to myself. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, like, it's like I said, my son Jay, he's been helping me out because he's helping me to do some paradigm shifts. I said, man, we're struggling. I might have to lay somebody off. God, you know, I never wanted to do that before. I definitely don't want to do it. Now, can you make a provision? And so we had decided, some of you remember, you were in on it. Let's go uh, get a daycare in here. And we could make probably about 60 grand a year extra. So that's what, an extra five a year? That, that'll go a long way. And, and so then my son brings in uh, Pastor Q. And uh, he had let him see our church. 
and uh, because they were building the Camelot schools uh, all in Chicago. That's throwaway kids uh, that the CPS said, you can't come back. And uh, he brought them and he said, look, they, they're thinking about leasing the building and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I did what you do. When you don't want to be bothered, I said, I'll pray about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll pray about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my way of getting out of it. I'll pray about it. And so I, I told my son the next day, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. They come in and tear up everything and blah, blah, blah. He said, well, Dad, let me see if I can get you to understand this. Okay, so you don't want to do this. So they're going to lease, and uh, they're not going uh, to have us have to do anything. We don't have to hire anybody. We don't have to. But at daycare, we have to hire people. We have to, and so we ultimately won't be responsible for this. And uh, we get to utilize the building, which we were going to do if we had a daycare five days a week. And all right, that, yeah. And uh, they're going to pay part of our utilities and help hire a custodian too. And they begin to dawn on me. He's trying to call me stupid. And when I added it all up, I said, what did I ask God for? That's almost the exact amount that I asked God for. <laughs> what did Elijah tell the woman to do? Go borrow pots from your neighbors. Uh, what did Andrew do? He found a little boy with a Happy Meal lunch. What did God tell Israel when they were leaving Egypt? Ask them for gold and silver. They're willing to give it to you now. They just want to get rid of you. And then what did God do later on? Give me that gold and silver for the tabernacle. Man. Number six, they develop a plan. They develop a plan. He develops a plan. Let me just give you this real quick. Say 10, 10, 80. What's that? Here's what I'm going to ask you to start doing. 10% giving to God, 10% saving, live on 80%. Start it. 10, 10, 80. That is, I'm going to have to lower my, yeah, lower your standard of, I challenge you for the next 30 days to only spend money on things that you really need and see how much money you save. Instead of paying $5 for Starbucks, go to Food for Less or Save a Lot and get a big can for $4.99. And then get you some uh, caramel mocha, because they have it. And you can have a caramel mocha latte with whipped cream on top for a whole month. And see how much money you save. Here it is. They stick to their plan. That's number seven. They stick to their plan. Okay, you, you've been so gracious, and, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Uh, but here's what has to happen. Uh, remember, I quote her all the time, that great theologianist, Jackie Moms Mabley, uh, if you always do what you always did, then you always get what you always got. If you want something you never had, you got to do something you've never done. See, if you want something you never had, an A on your report card, you got to do something you've never done. Study. Mm -hmm. If you want something you never had, a submissive wife, you got to do something you never done. Love her like Christ loved the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to provide for yourself something you never done, then you got to do something you, you never had. Get a job and move out of the big mama's basement. See, if you want something you never had, a good conversation with your husband, you got to do something you never did. Lay your tongue upon the altar. And so when you realize that, if you want something you never had, money, uh, then you got to begin to start making your money as an investment. Rather than just spending money, we're going to have to learn how to save money. 
And so basically, that's what the Bible teaches us. I already share with you uh, that salvation is a redemption term, but get this. Anybody ever been, uh, felt like uh, you're buried under a whole lot of uh, debt and all that kind of stuff? Uh, well, turn your money into a seed. And then whenever you do, uh, you will plant your money, not bury it. Say, what are you talking about? Jesus said it himself. He said, except the seed die, it abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth fruit. So even our salvation, once again, Jesus uses investment terms. He says he's a seed that was planted in the ground and then covered with dirt. You can't see what's going on, but there's a gestation process uh, that went on in our salvation, that Jesus is the investment, and, and he's going to make us as the dividends. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm a seed, I'm planted, and so you don't see him because the dirt's overing. But what happens to a seed? It begins to break forth. Then it breaks forth from the dirt, and it puts up its branches and prays to God. And what used to be over it, it's now on top of it. That's what I want you to do. The debt that you're under, I want you to be over top of it. But you'll never get it until you begin to make your money work for you instead of you just working for your money. And then what happens? Jesus said it. He said he's the first fruits and he brings many sons to glory. In him we live and move and have our being and apart from him we can do nothing. So Jesus is God with us at Bethlehem and Jesus is God for us at Calvary and Jesus is God in us at the resurrection and Jesus is God through us at Pentecost and Jesus is God beside us at the rapture and Jesus is God loving us for all of eternity. What does he give us? He gives us everything we need. We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and we have his person to live with, his purpose to live for, his provision to live on, his priorities to live by, and his power to live through. Did you get all that? Well, if not, you can always come to the Treasure Truth website and listen to this message again. It's called Money Never Sleeps from Pastor Ford, and our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, there are a lot of places that we can choose to put our money and to expect some sort of uh, return on investment. But when we give to Christian Radio, to Moody Radio, and to Treasure Truth, really we're choosing to invest in something that really is kingdom. Of course. Well, what is the gospel? The old preachers used to say the gospel is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah. So when a person gives to Treasure Truth, to Moody Radio, that's exactly what they're doing. They're extending the gospel to individuals who ordinarily would not hear the gospel. Yeah. And, and so that's what you're doing. There's a crown. It's called a soul winner's crown, First Thessalonians 2.19. And it's given to all of those who win souls for Jesus Christ. And when you invest in Moody Radio, that's exactly what you're doing. I think there's going to be a surprise in heaven because yeah. we think, well, I didn't articulate to anyone the good news. And God says, you know, you get this crown because you gave so that someone else could articulate the good news. Well, you can give right now by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving and for listening. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.